Hey, Hudson, how are you? Good. Tell everybody how old you are. Nine. All righty. We get questions about you on social media a lot. And one of the main questions we get is, do you like being at the shirt shop? Yeah. Okay. We often show Jordan at the shirt shop, but we don't show you at the shirt shop. Tell everybody about your part of the shirt shop. Um, it's like next door to where Jordan works. Yep. And there's like a basketball hoop, turf. Yep. And a pitching mound. Okay. And there's um a lot of like balls. Yep. So, you do you like playing at home better or at the shirt shop? Yeah. So on weekends, sometimes you'll even have a friend and come over and you'll be like, can we go to the shirt shop to play? (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. You have friends here a lot, right? Yeah. Yes. We had friends here for the Super Bowl. Yeah. What did you guys do during the Super Bowl? Uh, We played next door. Yep. Um, And we played basketball. Okay. Very good. Do you have a favorite team that was playing in the Super Bowl? Chiefs. You didn't say that with much much enthusiasm. Chiefs. Let's go! (laughs) Were you really excited they won? Yeah. What would be your favorite Super Bowl food? That's a tough one, isn't it? I'm stumping you. Do you have a favorite? I like cookies. Okay. From Sunday night, we got pizza. What was your favorite there? What's my favorite pizza? What was your favorite kind of pizza we had? I like buffalo. Buffalo pizza, that's right. I don't know if a lot of nine-year-olds like that, but it is really good. And then what was your favorite kind of cookie? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Did you like the one with the sprinkles? I like the, like, the, like, Oreo. Oh, that one was strong. Yeah. You went with me to pick up the cookies. I don't know what I was thinking when I ordered them. I I went on Friday. You should have went with me to order, because when I went to pick them up, I had, like, how many cookies did I buy? It was a lot. You buy 96, but you, but they didn't, they forgot the gluten-free one. That's right. That's right. But I had like 96, so we factored it out. We divided it out. And I think each person was supposed to eat three cookies, right? Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, we've been eating cookies all week, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, At least they're good. They are good. I agree. You just finished up basketball. You guys had a good season, right? Yeah. Yes. And now what do you want to? Baseball. We are going to be spending about every weekend starting middle of March at a baseball field. Do you enjoy it though? Yeah. Is Jordan good? People will also ask. They know you do sports a lot. Does Jordan usually come to your games? Yes. Does she cheer for you? Yeah, she also likes going to the concession stand, doesn't she? Yeah, and she cheers for other people. <laughs> she does. Who does she cheer for? Uh, Wilkes. Yeah, one of your friends. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, all right. Anything else you want to tell everybody? Happy Valentine's Day. All right, have a good day, you guys. Today, we are going to talk all about food. I know. I know that surprises everybody. If you follow us on social media, if you listen to any time Jordan talks, you know food is 
always on her radar. Always. Always. I mean, that's the first thing she talks about on the social media. Stuff. Yes. It seems like it. Yes. It is. It's her favorite thing to talk about. I think one, she loves talking yeah. about things she enjoys mm -hmm. and that comes easy for her. Mm -hmm. Speech is hard. And mm -hmm. when you stay in your comfort zone, um, mm -hmm. it, it is an easier thing to talk about. So, um, we are going to talk about what all Jordan needs now. And I think that will surprise people. Yeah. Um, you know, if you follow us on social media, you think she eats spaghetti Sp and pizza every day <laughs> and right. downs coffee by morning and Pepsi by afternoon and yeah. evening. I think that'll, I think you'll be surprised. But before we really dive into today, let's go back years and years. We have had a long journey with food, long journey with food. And so I thought everybody would be interested to hear where she started with it. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when she was little, but older than what a, a child would usually eat baby food. I mean, she was probably two, two three. three. Yeah. Baby food peaches was like her favorite thing in the whole yeah. world. She yeah. would do anything for a bite of baby food peaches. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why that was, yeah. but that was what she loved. Um, that being said, she struggled to branch out with foods. And I think that is very common sure. for individuals with autism. I hear that a lot from mm -hmm. parents. My child will only eat goldfish yeah. or chicken nuggets. And I think listeners, if you're not closely related to someone with autism, you'll find this fascinating. Many kids will say, their parents will say, my child will eat one brand, one specific kind of chicken nuggets. So for, is it the texture or it, what? I don't, or is but the taste? they like, okay. So some would say, for example, their child will only eat a McDonald's chicken nugget. They will try to get the closest thing possible. They will try to put it in the McDonald's yep. box, everything. And their yeah. child still won't eat it. Mm. People will say my child will eat goldfish, but they will eat one specific kind, mm. nothing else. So food is a huge challenge for many with autism. And we found that with Jordan in the early years. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'll start with, I didn't really even know food. When Jordan got diagnosed with autism, I, I didn't know anything yeah. about autism. I didn't know anyone with it. I had heard of Rain Man. That was pretty much yeah, it. Wouldn't here. you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we got her diagnosis, I remember like it came as a shock to us. Mm -hmm. We weren't overly mm -hmm. expecting it. And the doctor that diagnosed her started telling us that a lot of kids with autism struggle with foods. And so she wanted us to go and see a Food dietitian, a dietitian is. is what we started with. And so this particular doctor said, I also want to tell you that I have, I've seen a lot of with people being with kids with autism, being on a gluten and casein free diet. And she said, I have to tell you as a doctor I see no scientific basis for this whatsoever. Mm. And I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? She said, and now I'm going to tell you as a mother, I've had enough people walk in this door mm. and their child is different after they change diets that as a mother, I'm going to tell you, you might want to look into it. Yeah, but as a doctor, a I see no scientific reason. Yeah. Well, I, I was desperate. So sure. I was like, yeah. So I go home and I take every ounce of gluten and dairy out of our house. Yeah. And Jordan and I are at the pantry crying. Like <laughs> she doesn't know what to eat. I don't know what to feed her. You're at work. And it was hard. And, um, you know, our whole world had been turned upside down. Well, but back then too, 20 years ago with there was gluten nothing. free, there was, I mean, the, the, 
when you go to the grocery store, the <laughs> aisle is like five nothing. foot wide of your selections versus now the selection is, I mean, they got rows of it now, but back then it there was, was nothing. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Yeah. So anyway, let me back up a little bit before that from about 18 months to 24 months, Jordan had an ongoing ear infection. Like literally it, wouldn't go away. Antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. I've now have learned that's pretty common. It's not unusual for kids with autism and part of their story. But we had started talking to the doctor about ne needing tubes. So the pediatrician had sent us to the specialist. The specialist gives us a diagnosis with autism. She tells us there's no scientific basis for this, but hey, if you want to try, try something, try, go ahead. Yeah. So we do. And Jordan and I spent several days crying, but we were, we were strict on it. So fast forward a few days, we go back to that same pediatrician and because we were going to get our ears checked again, because we had to go through the next steps for tubes. And the pediatrician is like, what did you do? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm scared to death. I've broke my broken my child because we've spent the last three days crying. And now the pediatrician wants to know what I've done. And I said, uh, I don't, all I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I don't think I could have done too much damage in three days, but I was like, I took her off of milk and mm. she was like, her ears are completely clear. Like her ears haven't been clear in months. And I was like, yes. So I then started mm. doing a little research on my own and I found out that dairy is a very common cause of ear infections. And in kids. she was drinking whole milk or 2% oh, milk or whatever it, it is. Like there was no tomorrow. Mm, okay. um, and I so then that. I took her off of it and her ear infections went away mm -hmm. and knock on wood. She like, she didn't ever, she mm -hmm. never had ear infections since. So I decided at that point, maybe there was a connection with food and behaviors or just anything. And so in general, I love to journal things. So I don't know if you remember, I, oh, but yes. I started keeping yes. a journal yes. and my journal consisted of everything Jordan did in a day, yep. everything she, she ate. ate. Yep. I recorded everything and yep. I had like every day and I would start with how long she would cry after she woke up, how long we would rock in the chair before she was That's able crazy. to get out of the chair. I, you know, what she ate that morning, like I just started recording everything. And then I started comparing notes over the weeks of like, well, I see a pattern when she eats this, this happens. And I, I mean, I was and a you wrote young down mom. everything versus there's probably yes. apps for that. These oh days. yeah. But I mean, we're back in the stone <laughs> age. Um, and I was a young mom that, I mean, not real young, but a lot younger than now, 27 or so at the mm -hmm. time, 28. And I, I finally started deciding, I, I was like, I think I see a pattern in this. So I decided to take her to an allergist. And I think I've told this story on a podcast yeah, before, yeah, but it's good yeah. enough. I got to repeat it. So hang in there. And so I take my book. It's literally like a three ring binder into this allergist office. And I said, Hey, I think my kid has some allergies. And he's probably thinking, yeah, right. And so he does like this skin prick test. And I said, do you include apples on this? And he said, no, no one's allergic to apples. And I said, well, I think she is. And I'm through, I'm flipping through my book to tell him like, see when she eats night. apples on this night, then she can't sleep. And like when she eat apples, she's like literally running. I remember our house yes. was on kangaroo court. Yep. We would have like yep. the family room and dining room connected, but the dining yep. room was our playroom. She, she would literally, yeah. she would eat applesauce and she would just start running from one end back back and yeah. forth, like just 
like it was just crazy. Mm -hmm. I now know even like when Hudson was little, like kids do thing, like they run around all the time. It was not not the same. It was not the same. And so I'm telling him this and he was like, no, no, it's the sugar in it. And I was like, it's not because then I'd flip to another page of my journal. And I was like, when she ate cookies on this day, the same thing didn't happen. Like they have more sugar than this. So he humored me and he did it. And he came back in after it. And you have to look at the whelps on the back. And so if she's allergic to something, the whelps would be bigger. And so they would kind of, I don't know if this is still the way they do it, but it would be like on a one to four scale four being the worst. And of course she was, we'd already seen like when we took dairy and gluten away she got better she had she did have a allergy to those she had an allergy to eggs and surprise surprise her worst allergy was apples and I was like yes um I mean and so we took apples out of her diet we took apples out of her diet for years um and those things started getting better her sleep started getting better so anyway I just you know now there's apps for all that but Back then, that's all I had. And it was at that part of our journey, I realized how closely food was connected to things. And there was many professionals I came into contact throughout the years that were like, there there is no connection with this. Like, basically, like, I didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, well, I understand this. And there's probably some really smart listeners that are going to be like, that's what I'm saying is not right. But this is just my theory. Think about, like, going to a bar on a Saturday night at like midnight, you see people acting like complete idiots there. And all they've I'm, done I'm is drinking. At you like, yeah. Where are you going with this? They've been drinking. A, a liquid beverage completely changes their behavior. So how could you say a food couldn't also then somehow change somebody's behavior? You know? I, I agree. So anyway. You're preaching the choir. My thing was we really, we found that to be very helpful. But as we started removing the foods she was allergic to, she started, like, it was harder and harder to get foods that she would eat. There was just so few. Yeah. Um, so for us, what we started doing is trying to teach her. I can't really say there was a we in this. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I can't remember <laughs> teaching her how to eat. But you did a good job at it. So you know, all bringing I, that food back. I started teaching her how to like new things. Because when I let her only eat the things, like you can't live off of baby food, peaches and chips. Yeah. And so I just kind of picked out which foods I wanted to teach her to try to like. And so we would sit down at the table because you were, you traveled most of the week. So she and I would be eating dinner together and I would have, she would need to eat one little bite of something. And if she would eat that one little bite, then she'd get a whole plate of something she liked. And then eventually that one little bite for her became a comfort food because she got Mm -hmm. used to it. And so then it got to be transferred to the plate she liked and we did that with all kinds of things. And I mean, it helped a ton. Mm-hmm. I am not saying that would help for every kid. I'm saying talk to a professional and try to get help. There's lots of people that specialize, yeah. occupational therapists, speech therapists, that specialize in food and helping kids eat more. Mm-hmm. But I have just seen that teaching Jordan to expand what she eats has actually been a huge role in even her social aware, mm-hmm. her socialness now, because unfortunately so much of society revolves around food. Mm-hmm. I think you probably know, like we've had friends that had to keep 
all of their food locked up. Mm -hmm. And I think if you don't understand individuals with autism, that would be hard for you to understand. Mm -hmm. You might think, well, I mean, that's ridiculous. Just tell them not to go get it. Right. They can't. They can't. They can't. can't. And so people are living with their pantries locked, their cabinets locked. And kids with autism, as they get bigger, they get smarter and smarter mm-hmm. and they figure out the locks. And mm-hmm. so then, I mean, like, well, it's a, bit, a little bit like the lock in a front door, or yes. a door if, if you've got a runner, if you've you got know. a, a yeah. child that elopes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there are families that literally have to live under locked conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing. I'm not saying anything we've done would help in those situations. But it I would is say the younger you start, the better off you're going to be. One hundred percent. So if you get a really young one, you got to start. We started with Jordan between two, two and three. four, when it's just it's easier to control sure. those things. Sure. Um, we also had therapists coming in, and I really talked to therapists about. I get it. You have these goals for her, but I have these goals. You have to help me with these as well. We have to be able to live in our house. Mm -hmm. And so I just always prioritized goals that was going to make life easier into those things. Um, And, you know, I highly recommend, you know, if you're a therapist listening, make sure you're asking your families what do we need to work on to make home life better? Because the reality is if home life isn't good, every yeah. nothing around, no, nothing's sure, good. Sure. Um, but the, well, the reason... Parents need that, that gut reaction with your own child is going to be stronger strong. than somebody from the outside looking in. So yes. if you had a gut feeling about the a certain type of food... And I think also, forget that. at least for me, when Jordan was young, you wanted everything to be okay so bad. It was sometimes hard to be honest with the problems because if you sure. said the problems out loud, it made it more real. But you've got to have your the therapist, your teach, your child's teacher, so you can all work on that same goal. Yeah. They have to be aware of the problems you're seeing yeah. at home. But I also cannot stress enough, the parents have to work at it just as hard, if not harder than any therapist, any teacher. You can ask your teacher, your therapist, what can we do at home? But you cannot just send your child to school. Expect them to get it and you not practice it at home. Right. Um, But for us, the reason I found it so important for Jordan to be able to not only enjoy foods, but to be able to be around foods and not like be taking them. You could never go to someone's house. Like you can control your own house, but if you don't, help your child work through that behavior, you're locked in your own home. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to someone's house. And so that automatically puts another huge barrier, Uh, huge burden on on trying to go somewhere. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think of all the places we go as a family, um, even like, you know, Jordan goes to some of Hudson's friends things, you know, yeah. and she can, cupcakes do that. She and can do that. Cupcakes and whatever, something that she can't eat. And, and she's, she's okay. Fine, but, yeah. She has learned. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's like kind of a whole. Which, by, but she can eat apples now. She can eat yes, eggs now. She can eat all, everything that she was allergic yes. to. I, I don't know what. She's so, still a gluten-free, casein-free diet. She's still a gluten-free diet. Um, so when she was younger, that is something I'll point out. She started, like, we had been pretty strict on it, and then she started getting a horrible rash again on the inside of her legs. Like, they would just get bloody. And I'm like, what? What is going on? We figured out she was playing with Play-Doh. Mm, yeah. And that was absorbing into her skin and causing her to have a rash. 
We've kept, so like, yes, eggs, I still probably wouldn't give her just like scrambled eggs or whatever, but she can eat them cooked. It's fine. Apples, she's fine. Um, She probably, she could potentially go back to having gluten as well, but it's one of those, she's okay with cross-contamination. Yeah. It's so much easier now. She doesn't miss it. I hate to add it back in if then it would start causing the rashes again. Mm -hmm. And dairy, she just feels better if she doesn't. Um, She prefers oat milk. She prefers coconut mm-hmm. yogurt. So, yeah. and but it's so much it's easier. So I mean, the grocery store, so many restaurants, Absolutely. every restaurant we go to, yes. I think it has something. There's Absolutely. something for her. So yes. it's been um, a lot easier these days. So yeah. Anyway, but that brings us to where is she now? And like you just said, um, she, we don't like, she doesn't have near the allergy she had when she was young, but I think it was the diligent keeping those allergens out that let her body heal from it. Um, but today you all know she talks about spaghetti pizza all the time, but in reality, she is a great eater. Um, she's not a huge snacker. Wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely not. She Mm -hmm. eats her meals, but her meals like at dinner time, I do a lot of just regular cooking, like a regular meat, a regular vegetable, Vegetable, rice. So that way we can just all eat the same thing because I don't love to cook. So it's just easier, but she will, she'll sit down to grilled chicken, green beans. She loves asparagus, Brussels sprouts, salad. Yeah. I mean, there's any meat. meat. Um, she doesn't love chicken salad. I think I mentioned that's, this before. Yeah. That's one of the few things. One of the few. And we always laugh. If we sit down to one of my meals, she won't complain, but she'll maybe eat a couple bites and say she's done. The three of us, Ben Hudson and I look, we're like, ooh, that was a rough meal if Jordan doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, it's not a problem at all for Hudson to complain. Hudson will walk in from a practice right, or whatever yeah. and be like, what's for dinner? And it, there's very few things I say that he's like, oh, yes. Usually it's like, ooh. Whereas Jordan, hey, yeah, let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she does. Um, and, and she eats more <laughs> She eats more than probably I do yes. at a sitting. I don't but know where she puts it in this long she's legs. Not gonna, she's, she doesn't really want to snack in between oh, then. That's true. That's right. Um, that's she right. doesn't. So a morning, usually she eats a yogurt, a, a coconut yeah, yogurt. A simple yogurt. Yeah. And she likes it. She does love her iced coffee to start mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. She drinks a lot of water. She puts water down. <laughs> I, she at least drinks six waters a day. Just I mean, during I'm saying the, just, the 16 ounce, you know, just during her bottle. day hours, yeah, like at yeah, the shirt shop. Yeah. So yeah, she drinks She'll a lot of water. Yeah. Um, she does drink her small can of Pepsi at lunch uh-huh. and she thoroughly expo- looks forward to it, but we mm. never have to tell her like we, the Pepsi, the refrigerator at the shirt shop is stocked. Yep. We never have to say yeah. you can't oh, go you, get one. Right. She would get one at lunch and, mm-hmm. And then never. she gets water the rest of the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is funny though. Sometimes after lunch, she would never say, Hey, can we go to Starbucks? But she would be like, Starbucks sure sounds good. <laughs> I do love Starbucks. Yeah, and that hint. is Jordan's way of hinting. Cause she knows if she hints, the rest of us will be like, Ooh, that does kind of sound good. Yeah. Uh, but in general, her go-to beverage is water mm-hmm. and eating. She is, she's just really good, yeah, but yeah. it took a lot of years of practicing to get her that way. Right. If you, you know, if you ask her, what does she want? Her go-to is always going to be spaghetti and pizza because she loves it. Mm-hmm. But 
She and, really, and, it's, and it would be, yeah. yes, but I mean, she's not a complainer. Okay. She'll eat anything. She'll try new foods. Mm-hmm. She's just, it's, it's really good. So mm-hmm. if you are a parent that is struggling with a child eating, if you are a teacher that has a kid in your classroom, that's eating only the one thing, I, I just can't say enough how, you know, work on that because for a lot of kids, it can't get better. I'm not saying every kid it could, but a lot of kids it could. The earlier you start, obviously the easier. It's easier to change any child's diet than it is an adult because you've got those patterns down. So the, you know, the earlier you can try, the, and is it, the easier. It's probably easier to start off with one thing. Don't, Absolutely. I would say don't go and, oh, we're going to take out milk. We're going to take out wheat. We're going to, I mean, everything at once. Yes. I'd say take the little steps. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I mean, I yes. think that's... And people often ask, like, when Jordan, you know, had, like, when she was younger and we had these strict allergies, did the whole family eat that way? When she was first starting, I would never, like, she had did at the time, like, rolls. I wouldn't set you and I down at that time eating a lovely roll right yeah, in front of her. Right. That's something you we worked, worked up to, yeah. <laughs> but... I didn't want to be cruel in the beginning. So I would always try, like if we, she was four and going to somewhere where there's going to be a cupcake, I would have something Well, and that's important her. too. If you're going to the birthday party, going to a, a restaurant and you know people are going to have desserts. Bring, bring something. Bring something yes. yourself. Bring a little cupcake, um, some icing on that, that they can have. Yeah. And, and that, that, and Jordan I think at this usually point that's going to be. Would be okay yeah. without it. But I just think it's right. mean, right. you know. Right. But we are so fortunate now because our adult friend group, I mean, a there's a lot of them. Gluten-free. The women that mm-hmm. are on a gluten-free diet mm-hmm. because either celiacs or they just feel better or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we are golden now because about half of them mm-hmm. are gluten-free. True. And so... We just always make sure there's lots of options. So um, anyway, and I'm not saying that, you know, keep like there's probably apps, but, you know, just see, see if there's anything that's maybe bothering your child. But more than anything, I just want to point out now, Jordan does have she's a healthy eater. Um, She eats junk like the rest of us. You know, but even her lunches wouldn't be like when we eat out aren't as junky as the rest of ours. No, definitely not. She doesn't even if there's a gluten free bun, she would prefer just the meat mm-hmm. by itself. So anyway, right, right. she loves her some ketchup or mustard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of, you know, share where we've been on that food journey and, you know, let everybody know because I think people will find it interesting to know she really eats a lot. So Anyway, start, I, yeah, you can start, start early. Yeah. Work with your school. You got to work as a team together. Absolutely. That's, yes. I think those two things. Um, I can't stress that enough to parents. Like you just can't send your child to school or to a one hour a week speech or occupational therapist and think that's going to do it all. Like you have, like use them as your resource. What can we do at home? This is my end goal. This is what I'm hoping for. What do you want me to do at home to practice that? So anyway, yeah, that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for listening. If you don't already follow us on social media, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm starting YouTube, but I'm slow to start, but it's at summer shirt project. And if you'd like to buy a shirt, BeKindToEveryone.com. See you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. 
We know your time is valuable. We appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.